0: a story. Welcome, guys, to m Excellent Adventure. It is our very first episode. Big deal. Um, <laughs> my name is Michael Eback, and I'm joined here by my lovely, lovely partner, Anthony Peralta. Hello, I am Anthony Peralta. Now, the way this podcast works is that each week the host, alternating between Anthony and I, come up with a premise for a short story and a character that the other person has to play. And that's it. Everything else from there is improvised. So Anthony, if you're ready, why don't we get started with our first story? Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get started. Tell me a story. All right, Anthony, since I am the host this week, I've got a a little setup for you and a little character for you. So the setup to our story today, you're in the middle of a long drive home and you're by yourself. It is quite late at night, been dark for a good while, and you're feeling sleepy. You don't trust yourself to stay awake, so you decide to stop at the first hotel you see to spend the night, even though you're seemingly in the middle of nowhere. Eventually, you come across a lone inn off the side of the road with a vacancy sign. And it's a little spooky, tis the season, but uh, you're more than a little tired. So uh, you pull off and see if you can get a room. Who are you? Anthony, you're a 40-year-old, recently divorced man, and now your name's John. And when I say recently, I mean the papers were finalized, like, two days ago. Are you ready to do this? I am really sad, but yes, I am ready to do this. And scene. So you walk into the hotel, look around, and, uh, it's a pretty nice hotel. Nice, nice, uh, little chandelier. Kind of a quaint space. There's one guy who is not really paying much attention at the front desk. Not much else going on. Kind of quiet. Not very lively. Uh, hello, sir. I would like
2: one room so that I can cry all night.
0: You want what? A room?
2: Uh, yeah, one room, please. Um, and if it could be on the third floor, because... That was Melissa's favorite floor to stay on before she left
0: right yeah all right yeah um, yeah yeah we we've we've uh, got a room it's uh, it's pretty uh, dead in here tonight so uh, yeah yeah I'll, I'll get I'll get you checked in here uh, what what's the name uh John Lovelace Jesus uh, John, well, alright, um, okay, yeah, i filled with the keys. Um, you are in room 309, so, uh, yeah, elevator's around the corner there. Go nuts.
2: Alright, thank you very much. So, I walk towards the elevator, and I push the up button, and the door opens up. <laughs> And I walk in, and then I push the third floor button. What now? So the elevator goes
0: up, takes John up to the third floor. It opens up, and somebody is trying to come in, but lets him go out first. Oh, excuse me there. It's kind of a nice-looking young lady, but John is seemingly a little uh, too sad to be bothered with such things this evening. The hallway is long, many rooms, all of them closed, pretty quiet.
2: Well, wasn't she such a pretty lady, but not as pretty as my Melissa. Well, I open up the door to my room, number 304, which is really sad because we always wanted four kids. Anyways, I walk into my room, and I set my stuff down on the chair and lay down on a queen-sized bed without a queen to be by my side.
0: As John lays there, sad and alone, he hears a knocking on the door. He goes up to answer it, and on the other side is a uh, somewhat disheveled-looking man.
2: What? How you doing, partner? What can I do for you, sir? How you doing, mister? What can I do for you, man? How you doing, guy? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. Melissa really left me quite astir. Anyways, what can I do for you, sir?
0: Yeah, I don't know what that was all about. Um, but I, I, my, my, my. Wife and kids, we could hear you weeping and and moaning all the way down the hallway and in in your room here it's it's late
2: oh I'm so sorry <clears throat> I just needed to get something off my chest, and I'm so glad you came because I really have something i need to say
0: yeah no, i'm just i it's late right like i'm I'm trying to
2: what do you mean it's late it's only three a m Melissa and I would always get up at at one a.m. So this is a normal time for us. I'm uh, I'm sorry. I do ask for your forgiveness.
0: Yeah, I don't know who this Melissa. I don't. I, I don't. I don't care. I don't, that's not the point. I came here just. Please, it's late. Just please be quiet. I don't. I don't. I don't know who Melissa is. I. I don't know. I'm just. I. I. I have kids, and they're getting fussy like I I, ju- I just want to go to bed
2: why all right do you mind if I just weep and moan into my pillow then sir it's just been a really hard time with Melissa and all
0: yeah I I don't care what you do um just do it quiet
2: I go and I close the door and I go back to weep in my pillow but before I do I turn on the learning channel. Because 90 Day Fiance gets me going, makes me feel better. It reminds me of my 85 Day Fiance, Melissa. Anyways, I think it's time to go to bed. So good night and sweet dreams, Melissa.
0: As John is sound asleep, the TV kicks on. And instead of 90-Day Fiancé, it's 85-Day Fiancé. And there's a character on there named Melissa. This wakes John.
2: Oh my goodness. Is that my Melissa on the television? How'd you get on there? I left her back in Connecticut.
0: As John gets closer to the TV, it starts to get very staticky and, and cuts. And then all of a sudden... All the power in his room cuts. And he starts to hear a a mysterious whistling outside of his door.
2: What is this mysterious whistling outside of my door? (laughs) 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 Just keep going. There's...
0: (laughs) The whistling... Is seemingly getting closer. It's getting louder. And once it finally approaches John's door, it stops. And the wind carries a voice. a
2: voice. My oh my, this wind is the only thing that understands me. It seems like everybody else is being so rude and not listening to me. It's nice to know I have some sort of companionship. Even if it is the wind. You don't. Alone. Ah, oh, shoot. I guess I don't even have the wind.
0: Then John's bed leaps out of the window to its seeming death.
2: Why, if I didn't have Melissa out there i do the same, but knowing that she's out there, and most likely misses me too, that's enough for me to go on.
0: For a brief moment, a gust of wind pushes John towards the window, but then the windows slam close, almost as if it were a goof. John then hears the voice again. Sad
2: and alone. Well, I hear this voice, but alas, I must forget about it. I know I'm sad and alone, and so I must forget about Melissa. I'm gonna go take a shower now to wash off this stench of disgust.
0: In the bathroom, though, when John looks in the mirror, suddenly... Melissa materializes behind his reflection.
2: Melissa, could I really be
0: you? It could be, John, but I divorced your bitch ass.
2: Oh, it could be, but she divorced my bitch ass.
0: Melissa then laughs and walks away, seemingly symbolic of how she walked out on their marriage. Suddenly, John hears a commotion outside of the room. It sounds like a lot of people clamoring.
2: Oh my goodness, is there a fire? I gotta run down there right now before I'm burned in this building and nobody remembers me.
0: He runs out down the stairs to the lobby only to find a very large gathering of people mingling, talking, Drinking, having a good time. It's very late at night, but there's a very good amount of people. And uh, the front desk guy said it was supposed to be dead.
2: Whoa. Why are all these unmasked folks standing around? Don't we know we're living in a pandemic? Wait, is this a Katy Perry concert? In which case, I'll stick around.
0: The, the front door, or the front desk guy goes up to John. What are you doing here? This is, this is not a situation that you need to be involved in.
2: Oh, I was just waiting for Miss Katy Perry. I heard that she
0: was going to be over here. You absolutely didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't know who told you this. I don't know how you got here. This is not for you, John. You're mopey, and this is fun to us, so it's just not a good time.
2: Oh, I suppose you're right. I am only 40-something years old, and I just recently got divorced. I'm not in the best mindset. I was just hoping to have some glimmer of light, like some sort of firework in my life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, again, Katy Perry. Nothing to do with what's going on here, John. I don't know. Who, uh, yeah, I I'm starting to see why Melissa walked out on your bitch ass, on your can your sorry ass. I don't know why I'm getting so invested in this, John. I just you're so much. You're so much to deal with.
2: I don't know how I'm so much to deal with. All I did was ask for a room and sob in a pillow. I I was. I don't know why people think I'm so much. Even my bed committed sabuuku, <laughs> jumped out the window. It's really sad.
0: Uh, your bed that that doesn't make any fucking sense. Beds don't jump out windows. Are are you? Is that like a metaphor? No. Yeah. Okay. Don't throw our beds out windows. That's not okay that's hotel property. I don't know. What, what is going on, John?
2: Well, I don't know. I think I'm ready to call it a night. I I don't know which way is north or south or northwest or or southwest or east. I, I don't know which way is which. So, I, I'm gonna head back to my room because that's the one place I do know where to go.
0: Suddenly the light's gone. John hears a voice again. The voice. The voice.
2: Before I go back to my room, I simply forgot I need to stop and grab a snack from the holiday down the street. So I'm gonna walk down there and grab a grab a quick snackaroonie. So I walk to the holiday and I open the door. And there's this ugly ass woman standing at the desk laughing at me. And I'm just sitting there thinking, well, why the hell is she laughing at me? She doesn't know I'm divorced
0: yet. Oh, my God. Look at you. Holy oh, <laughs> What do you want? What do you want? What? Oh, my God. What a pathetic person to be.
2: Well, I just came... For a snackaroony, do you have something in the warmer for me?
0: In the warmer? No. No, I don't have anything in the warmer for you, John.
2: Wait, how'd you know my name? And how'd
0: you know I was divorced? Because, John, we all know who you are. And we all know you were divorced two days ago. Two days? You've been divorced for two days. How does that feel, John?
2: Why? Why would you bring that up? (laughs) I quickly ran out from the holiday back to the room without my As,
0: As John looks out the window, he notices that the holiday gas station isn't there anymore.
2: Well, good riddance to that holiday. I hope it never comes back, and I hope that lady feels awful for what she did.
0: <laughs> John's thoughts are interrupted by another knock on the door.
2: Why? What can I do for you? How can I help you? Uh hello, sir. What can? What can I do for you? Ah, uh, hel- hi, hi. Uh, what can I do for you, guy? Uh mister. What? What seems to be the problem, officer?
0: The man stares at John for what seems like an eternity, and then he finally speaks. How does it feel, John?
2: How does what feel?
0: How does it feel to leave a holiday with no snacks?
2: Well, my tumbly is kind of grumbly, but... I, I wouldn't patronize that holiday for the life of me after what that lady did to me. So good riddance.
0: But you must know, John.
2: What must
0: I know? You must know. You must know! And then he vanishes.
2: Why, that was impolite. What if I was resting, or asleep, or what if I was taking a snooze, or a nap? I mean, what, what then? I'm awake, and he didn't even tell me why he was here.
0: After slamming the door, there's another knock on the door.
2: Why, who is it? I'm trying to get some shut-eye before before? Oh, no.
0: The door busts in, falls to the ground, and there's nothing but cold dark on the other side.
2: Well, it looks like this is my life post-divorce. They didn't say it'd be pretty, but I didn't quite imagine this.
0: John notices footsteps. And low moans from the distance that are slowly getting louder.
2: These moans remind me of when Melissa would tie me up and leave me for hours. Oh, oh, I'm getting a fuzzy feeling thinking about it. Oh, my Melissa. If she could only tie me up one more time. Anyways, I don't know if I should investigate this. It just seems like so much.
0: A hand reaches from out of the darkness, beckoning John to come towards it.
2: What can I do for you, Miss Clam? A hand? I came a little closer.
0: A little closer?
2: I came just a little bit closer.
0: Okay, stop. Now, turn around.
2: I stopped. And I turned around, I think it was about 173 degrees or so, maybe a little more, maybe I did a 180, I, I'm not quite sure, I can't, I can't see anything.
0: Suddenly a figure, illuminated by who knows what, appears slightly to the left of John because he didn't quite make it 180 degrees, with his finger pointed in John's face. John you have led a lonely and miserable life
2: Oh Mr. Spirit please please don't do anything to me I'm just I'm just trying to make it out I I'm just trying to find happiness I'm I, I just want a snack from the holiday Mr. Spirit please
0: please Spirit what? John, the only thing dead around here is your marriage.
2: Well, once again, how does everybody know about my divorce proceedings? I'm pretty sure we just settled it in civil court and that was it. I don't remember getting an email or nothing. How did this get spread around so quickly?
0: Suddenly, the the moans and footsteps get closer and they're starting to chant, "Divorce, Divorce! Divorce! Divorce!
2: Well, I'm starting to think this divorce might not be too bad. It sounds like a party over here. Divorce! Divorce! Hey! Hey, I'm doing it, guys!
0: Bam! John is hit in the back of the head with something and seemingly goes unconscious. Darkness. Silence. But then John awakes. He's back in his vehicle. No inn to be found.
2: Well, that was a weird fever dream. How how long have I been driving not knowing where I was going? Oh my goodness, is that a sign for Kentucky? But, but, I, I thought I was heading to the other side of Connecticut. How would I get over here?
0: John looks over, and in his passenger seat he sees two tickets to Katy Perry and some snacks from holiday.
2: Oh, yes, now I remember. I was going to the Katy Perry concert. Oh, that must have just been a quick daydream, or something, I reckon.
0: But when he goes back up, he notices something written on his back windshield.
2: Why? What is this window art? How did that get there?
0: He looks, focuses his mirror, and in clear red letters, it says, DIVORCE! Roll credits! <laughs> is that the ending?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ending! <laughs> Okay, so let's just talk about this
0: for a yeah. minute. John is the most unlikable person ever. <laughs> I hate Oh my god. I was like, I just wanted everybody to treat him like shit. <laughs> like, he's so much yeah. a person. All right, so I think we needed to debrief after this. So what was the inspiration for this story? What, what... Um, well, when, when we're recording this, it, it won't be anymore by the time it gets released, but we're recording it on October 22nd. So the the kind of spooky in, you know, tis the season. And um, I don't know where the 40-year-old divorce thing. I thought it was like a sad enough thing to be funny. Well, it's funny because neither of us are close to 40. <laughs> no. And...
2: Neither of us are divorced. No. <laughs> <And> Close. <laughs> Close. I, I, I'm closer than you are, I guess. I suppose. I don't know. I'll have to show my recently divorced sister this, this <laughs> podcast and see yes. what she has to say. Anyways, so, <clears throat> please, please, please enlighten. Um, so, what were the main points you had that you wanted to touch on this Storyline that I kind of derailed because I know I took this in many different directions that you weren't envisioning.
0: Why? Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you did. That's you know, that's the whole whole point of the show is is you know, even if I have a little bit of direction, um, it it might not ever go there. Um, yeah, like I knew I kind of wanted the front desk di- guy to be kind of a dick, uh, and then um, I, I <laughs> all the hauntings or anything like that that happened. I wanted it to be about your divorce and I wanted like everybody to know about your divorce even if you hadn't said it um the holiday gas station was a good little loop I I had (laughs) not thank
2: you nowhere to go with that right away uh well It's funny, because I love holiday, and I go there all the time. This isn't a sponsored podcast, but I go there all the time, and so it's really sad that my instinct is when I'm driving, I stop at a holiday, because (laughs) that just kind of fed into my character, I guess. Also, I just want to talk about how my character progressively got more airy and southern as the story. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we established somewhere along that he's from New England somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I don't even... In like Connecticut. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. So, I don't know where I, that don't know. I, don't know. I don't know, but I ended up in Kentucky. So maybe he is southern. We, we don't know yet. But, we don't know. Uh, we don't
0: know. Maybe yeah. his family's from, you know, somewhere for further south. Um, and then that ending was was something I, I kind of had... had was kind of driving towards. Um, the... Uh, obviously, I, I didn't, you know, have the Katy Perry thing or the holiday snacks envisioned uh, because that, those were wonderful. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure what to do with the Katy Perry thing. Like, part of me wanted to kind of go into it, but part of me also wanted to be like, John was such a sad sack that, like, everybody would be like, what the hell are you talking about?
2: <laughs> yeah, so, like, um, generally in improv, uh. People are always like saying, hey, you know, never say no, just yes and everything. But I think it was drove a nice foil for John because we're not supposed to like John. He's a piece of shit. Right.
0: <laughs> right. So, yeah, I was like, I want to say yes and, but I also want to just keep just like. Keep just keep this destroying guy this bro-
2: bro- guy's. Just keep destroying this guy's broken ego that yeah. he didn't have in the first place. <laughs> yeah, so. Just- Kick him while he's down. Oh, that's great. Anyways, thank you very much. Any final thoughts before
0: we wrap up? No, not so much. Um, I'd say this is a pretty good pretty good first step for, for people. I, I guess I don't know your training. I've never done any improv anything before, so...
2: Oh, I don't know. I've done a few theater things here and there, but generally, improv never really something I focused on. So this is kind of fun. I'm hoping we get better, and I hope... Uh, we continue to do this because I think it'd be really fun to explore other stories and options and
0: yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It's kind of limitless. Like, like, uh, you know, you can always come up with just a premise and a character like, and then just go nuts. Um, and I'm excited for next week when you are hosting and bring, bring your idea to the table.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much for listening and we will wrap right here.
0: A river scare